Tip. Good late evening. It is August 22nd, 2022. You're listening to a little column A, a little column B, hosted by Will Limnos and co-hosted by Zach Bishop. How are you doing today, buddy? Did we already lose Zach? We do it. You can't even get through the drop. We can't even get through the intro. This is really how we're gonna start this off. I'm gonna try and power through. It's a late evening. We're fighting through a lot of stuff going on right now. Zach already had a draft. This is an awful way to start off a podcast, but how we try it again. How's it going, buddy? What's going on, Will? Yeah, usually we make it a little further than uh, the intro before it, it drops off, but you know, we're, we're, we're dealing with it. But uh, I, I found a story. There's uh, two chefs. They set a world record, but not probably one that you really need to be a chef to do. They went to 69 fast food restaurants in a 24-hour period. How many fast food restaurants do you think you could go to before you were just you to quit you're just like i'm absolutely done no thank you what was uh, it, what, I'm, i i feel gross what was the time frame 24 hours i i think i could do 24 but if you'd have to find an area where there are 24 different types of fast food within my range that would be the harder task of me because I mean, what, what there's not even 24 restaurants within 24 hours of me right now like this is this is going to call cause like a lot of traveling and relocating. Then you got to find some late night dining if you truly want to take advantage of the 24 hours. So I think you got to even have more some strategy of who's open early and who's open late. I'm going to tell you, you would be able to do it from your current location in the time allotted because they did it uh, in New York City, you know, Manhattan. You could drive to Manhattan a few hours, a few hours back. It, they didn't even take the full 24 hours. It took them seven hours and fifteen minutes, and they said that they got they lost time because they got stuck in an elevator uh, at Macy's. So this this wasn't a this was a race. They were trying to do this as fast as possible, competing against nobody. I think the I think the idea was like you had twenty four hours, and like that's the the record in a twenty four hour period. But they didn't even need the twenty four hours. I think this is similar to the uh, the the guy um, overseas that we talked about that went to. Uh, I can't remember how many bars it was, but went to so many bars in a certain number. You know, it, it, I think it was also in a 24-hour period, but he did not use up the 24-hour period. I think one of the other things that you were mentioning, saying, hey, you know, I, I'd have to drive to go to all these places. One of the reasons I picked Manhattan, super populated, it was an eight-mile walk. They were able to hit 69 fast food places in an eight-mile, not even, I don't think it's an eight-mile radius, an eight-mile walk. So it's probably smaller than an eight-mile radius. That just, you know, it makes sense. It's, it's Manhattan. There's just any restaurant, so there's, there's for sure gonna be a lot of fast food places. But they were able to hit 69 walking only eight miles. Just kind of kind of blew my mind a little bit. Let me let me ask you this: Do you think, with all of these opening stories in mind, and the the record-setting, ridiculous, interest, hyperactive, over-obsessive sort of records we always open with here? Do you think we should go after this? And if we do, should our goal be to get on a podcast that only gets like you know 100 listens per week? Like, like are we? Are, is this is this everyone's goal when they when they did all this? They did the the 60 whatever in 24 hours. All these fast foods. Was their goal just to be able to tell people that, or was it to get on our podcast? This was their third uh, world record, so I think they're just kind of you know this is a good good way for them to get some uh, publicity. And so I'm sure we're not the only ones talking about it. All right, so should we move on to football? I already already mentioned in the intro here that it's kind of a late night. You know, we're, we're we're normally recording at six. It's already after eight right now. The reason for it is Zach already had a fantasy football draft. We've officially reached that point of the year. I can't believe it's already here. We talked about it only being a couple weeks away. We're going to break down a couple more divisions today. Today we get the fun AFC East and NFC East. The chaos continues between being local fans of the New England Patriots. And just being exhausted fans of the NFC East, the never-ending NFC East that is just forever. Just nobody's ever going to actually win anything ever in this division, and it's always so up in the air that everyone feels like this team could this could be the blow-up team this year. This could be the team that really advances. Whether you're talking about Philadelphia or the Cowboys every year, or who knows with the Giants. If you look at strength of schedule, strength of schedule actually benefits New York and the Giants. Uh, New York Jets and the Giants, I think, to some degree, as well as Philadelphia has a somewhat easier schedule going in. Now, is any of that going to mean anything? Because all these teams have to play each other. 
which is the sad result for the Patriots, where I feel like everybody in our division actually got better, including us, and yet we might be worse off than we were last year. How, how, does, how did that happen? I think we were a better team than we were last year, but I don't know if we're going to have a better season this year. Is this something to be worried, worried about, or are we just building? This is, who cares what the record is? Who cares if we get in or don't get in? We are better than we were last year. Always good to be moving forward. That's always good. But the big problem is Josh Allen is in our division and seems like he's going to be for, for quite a while. Uh, I think we're kind of dealing with what those other teams had to deal with, with Tom Brady for a couple, couple of decades of, hey, you know, we're better than last year. It's like, but that team still has Tom Brady. Uh, you know, there's, there's arguments that the Bills are going to be one of the best team, you know, are, are going to be the best team in the, in the, whole, the whole league, let alone the, the division. Uh, we were able to steal one from them last year. Uh, <laughs> very odd game. So I think it's going to be hard to pull that off again, and that's going to be the, uh, the the main issue. Is I think, like you said, the uh, the other teams are improving. I think we've improved, but yeah, against each other, and yeah, we are just going to be running up against the Bills in our division. We're going to have to play them twice a year, and we're going to need some more some more Belichick magic, and it's going to be tough to pull off. So with all that being said, I think we're going to be in easy agreement here that Buffalo is far and beyond better than any of the teams we're going to talk about today in either of these conferences, but. It's a really big drop off, you ask me. I don't know who's going to get. I don't know if anyone's going to get after th- after that. I don't feel very good about the Patriots. I have so many question marks about Tua. I'm excited for Tyreek Hill, but there's something a little weird about a team not wanting to keep somebody that every other team in the world wants. That that's a little concerning. Maybe they know something we don't know. And Tua's just he's just not. He's never going to be Patrick Mahomes. I think he could be better than he was last year. He should be better than he was last year. Is that suddenly going to be enough? I don't know. I like Waddle. I thought Waddle had a really good year. They seem to have some decent chemistry there. You added another weapon like Hill. Now you got like an explosive offense. And I'm not sure if there's really a defense in this division that feels like they're going to slow that down. Do you feel better about the Patriots defense this year than you do last year? Yes. All right, but that's not saying much, right? Like that's that's. I think that is saying a lot more about the disappointment of last year's defense than the the, the impressive part of the hopeful part of this year. I think we we don't have uh, McDaniel's anymore. It's going more on Belichick. We don't have a clear guy that's calling the plays. Uh, we don't even really it seems like have a clear cut on who the offensive and defensive coordinator is. So I think I think this is uh, Bill going. Okay, Tom left. Tom did his own thing. I'm going to try to make this even harder for myself. Uh, second year quarterback. Not really a traditional coaching lineup. Uh, but I got some ideas, and I think. I mean, there's there's a whole lot of things that could happen with this team. I'm not sure what's going on with the cell service today, but we're gonna we're gonna power through it. All that being said, the the coaching situation of really not knowing who's gonna be calling the plays and and doing all that, it just feels like an early distraction. That's probably not even really a distraction. I mean, part of me wants to wonder how involved any of these coordinators truly were in the past. It always sounds like McDaniel's had a really really strong say in all of this, but. You know, he came and went as well. So we, uh, we've, we've survived years without McDaniels. I think this is a little weird that we're trying to adjust without McDaniels without really replacing him with anybody, or at least not vocally announcing anybody replacing him, and that we're trying to just wing it like this. But there's never been a Patriot team that's ever looked good in the preseason, let alone in the first couple of weeks. It's actually a miracle that we have had that much success in the past because there's no reason for our team to ever look impressive. We don't re-sign anybody. We don't pay anybody. We just take all the players that all the other teams don't want, and we make something awesome out of it. This is why I'm not going to panic about all this preseason woes of all of this. It doesn't matter. Talk to me in week eight. We're a team that's going to be better by week eight than we are in week one, so I'm not going to read into all of this chaos and concern and all that. We're fine. We're going to be better. Our division is better. That's far more concerning, but the team will be better, and we will be better the following years after this. I am more excited about that. Now, the Belichick taking a chance and really changing things up, but the coaching, I don't know. Maybe this is what we needed. You know, our off, do you think he needs to be more involved or less involved with this? Like, are you excited that he's kind of winging it and that he won't announce anybody? Like, he's keeping everybody on their toes? You know, so, somebody said that it's maybe production in the, the chaos of all this. Everyone's kind of on edge. They, they got to bring their best every day. Do you think it's going to work? Uh. Y- we we had a our, our defense was fine last year. I, I don't know where where you're coming with that. Our, our defense was terrible. I think that we are not going to be an exciting team. I think that 
our best well, wins are going to be. I, I got it. I got it. I got it. Our defense is fine. We didn't get one yeah. stop. We didn't get one stop. The Bills had a perfect game against us. That's how the season ended. That's that's no. against that's against the the, the, the Bills. Like, right, like well, I said, we're like the like the, the best offense in the, in the league. Well, Zach, we're Patriot fans. It's not just one. It's not just one. It's not one game. You got to look at like over the course of the entire season, we had one of the top defenses in the league. All right, but we're Patriot fans. We're not going to get excited about beating Miami. All right, we're we're playing for Super Bowls here. All right, banners hanging up in the well, rafters. That's that all we're caring do. about. If we can't beat the other team that's competing for the banner and the rafter, what good are we? Well, you just can't say like, oh, well, our offense wasn't wasn't good. It's like, okay, well, it had it had poor games here and there, but also it doesn't have the offense. If, if we got if we got Brady back there in his prime and he's going toe to toe with Josh Allen, we're both having pretty much perfect games. Then it doesn't nearly uh, glare as much. And yeah, of course, we our, our expectations in the past have been higher, but for right now, like I said, I don't think we were going to have any like glamorous games. We we're gonna have to keep these low scoring. Mac Jones is going to have to make pretty much zero mistakes, and we're going to rush the ball a ton. This is, this is going to be like early early Brady years, where there's a guy back there. He might have some promise. We're, we're not all the way sure yet, but it's going to be a lot more on the defense, and the defense is really going to have to hold guys. And I think it's 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 harder than it was 20 years ago. And this is where the team's going to struggle. Are there going to be the games where we fall behind and we need to suddenly move the ball a lot faster and clock is just fighting against us? Look, it's a smart way to play. If we make it into the playoffs, we will be competitive because of that style of play. It's hard to beat. It's really hard to come back from it, though, if you fall, if you fall behind against a team like the Bills, who's going to have a way more explosive offense against a potential explosive offense in Miami. I mean, Waddle, Waddle and Hill, this is going to be a handful. I've, we, we struggled with Waddle last year. He was just a rookie. He's going to be better this year, and he's going to have more eyes on someone else than him. I, I have a little concern. I mean... Tua's not very good. I, I don't think he's that great, but I think enough of the weapons around him are good enough that he might just survive. He might just make it out of this. I, I, it seemed like Tua was going to be done last year and that they were just going to move on. No, I think they're going to give him one more shot, and this is either going to be a big stride year or a huge disaster where he just blows a perfect opportunity. Uh, so that I, being- I, I just I just can't give up on uh, on Tua, and it's it's just silly, but it's because he came in to the championship game for Alabama wasn't expecting to play comes in when the guy ahead of him gets hurt and throws a game winning touchdown. It's just, like I said, has nothing to do with it with his pro career. It's just, I remember seeing that and just being shocked and just like, I, I'm not willing to, to give up on him, even though I know that's probably irrational. Now something could be said. I will give two of the benefit of the doubt on this, that I think this is the first year that he's been in the NFL where his team is actually trying to make the playoffs. Now, I know they say that every year, but let's be honest. They've been in somewhat of a rebuilding mode. There was no expectations last year. I'm excited that this year might be the year where they suddenly have expectations and maybe he's able to you know, take advantage of the seriousness of it a little bit more where it's not like, well, does it really matter? Because, I mean, what were we trying to accomplish today? You know, we were just, just don't get hurt and hopefully you get a better pick next year. <laughs> so I think that's not the expectations for them this year. It might be it might be a little bit more threatening of a team, and maybe he could step up, and that could be really terrifying for the rest of us. Uh, so, really, the big decision here is I'm, I feel confident that we're both going to have the Jets at four in this, and we have Buffalo at one. Are you going to be the homer and go with no, Patriots? No, I'm putting no, I'm putting I'm putting Patriots at one. You're putting Patriots at one. Yeah, yeah. This this is my podcast. I get to do, I get to do whatever I want, and I'm, I'm putting the Patriots at one. I am putting the Jets at at four. Yes. And the, and the phone couldn't cut out for that. We 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 have no. to, we had to hear that part, but all your other good points. We no, were this just... will be this will be perfect for you. Now you know if the if the Patriots struggle, then you'll have something to just be like, ah, oh, you idiot. Now now you, now it's recorded. If it cut out, then the... who knows what happened? What what fun? What kind of fun of a Patriot fan is it is to, to say you're an idiot the whole time when the reality is you just have awful expectations. I don't know if feels like I, I I enjoy when you get stuff wrong. All right, so you got New England at one. Does does, does Buffalo even make two, or where do you have them? Yeah. Are, they, are they four? Yeah, or yeah, how far two. down are we putting them? Yeah, Buffalo's at two. All right. Well, this is gonna be a. What are they, is everyone gonna finish eight and nine? I mean, how's this gonna work? Uh, I I am actually uh, gonna. We have very very different. <laughs> You're crazy. Buffalo one, <laughs> Miami two, New England three. Jets at four. And when I say Buffalo at one, it's a very farther ahead one, and it could honestly be threes for everyone else. Like, we're just – there's not even a two. 
you're Miami at two is closer to three than it is two because they're not close. They're closer to New England at three than they are Buffalo at one. So you're I, not. I, are you are you concerned at all that Joe Flacco still got something left in the tank? Because it sure looks like Zach Wilson's going to be hurt. I don't know if he's going to be able to make it back in time. And Joe Flacco is the is is the head backup right now. All right, my biggest concern is that. Flacco throws a really good deep ball, and when you're down in a lot of games, and when games are really slow, like a lot of the Jets games are going to be, he might be able to steal a game by just one big bomb to some no-name receiver. He's totally capable of that. Now, that could go completely wrong the other way, where he blows a game they should have won because he threw a big bomb, he picked off, picked six, game over. Like, we've seen that Joe Flacco all the time. But let's not act like every time he throws the ball deep, there's not a chance this could go his way. I saw him win a Super Bowl with it going his way. So... (laughs) Yeah, I, I have some fear of them really ruining our, our our year and essentially stealing a game. And Miami may maybe won't be able to pull that off against them. I, I'm just I'm a little nervous that these are kind of bad matchups for us. And I think Buffalo is just so farther ahead of everyone that we just we just got to take care of Miami. Like those are the big games of the year. I don't care what happens with the Buffalo. Miami's gonna struggle struggle with Buffalo just like we are. So that that's fine. That's gonna wash. But we we gotta we gotta show up for Miami, and we struggle on the road against Miami. It makes no sense at all. Even the years we've been dominant in the past, some something about going down to Miami. I don't it's know what so kind humid. of humid. I don't know what kind of late nights are happening over there on those Saturday Friday nights when we get in a little early. But you know, by the time Sunday comes, we're not always ready to play. I think it's the humidity. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, Belichick, you know, he can do a lot of things. You know, he can make the 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 balls all sorts of slippery and garbage, but you know, he can't change the humidity in uh, in New England. I think this is the first year where the AFC East truly mirrors the NFC East, where there's kind of a unanimous front runner that some most people should believe in, and then there's like a really scrappy three. The problem is I don't know who the front runner is. Is normally there's normally a front runner in the NFC East. I don't know who it is this year. I could be argued so many different ways. I could argue against every single one of those ways because it's like this seems have no no track record of, of proof of concept for anything right now. <laughs> Like the Cowboys are celebrating as if they've almost won a Super Bowl for the past four years. Like how close have they actually been? (laughs) I don't think very close. Not not at all. But yet this year it's like let's just put the crown on them. They're ready. They they, they're due. All right. We're gonna use we're gonna use Pollard instead of Zeke this year. The the running back by committee is 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 over Jerry Jones's dead body. (laughs) They're they doing that. It's it it's such a fascinating team with such high expectations of this oddly luxurious just over the top expectation every year it's it's nauseating to the point where it, it does it doesn't doesn't even make any sense it's not rational it doesn't matter they have some nice players they they lost some nice players so it's hard to say that they're significantly better i am going to take the risky thing and ride the hertz bandwagon in philadelphia and thinking they are going to win the nfc east this year i think they have an easier schedule i think it'll help them having a I think a little bit more reliable running game, which is weird because Dallas should have a more reliable running game, but they don't always, they don't always utilize a lot of the players there. I always felt like they never truly use Zeke the right way, but that, that's so, so be it. They're, they're going to throw the ball a lot. Gallup will probably be a, a huge comeback player of the year this year after having some injuries over the past couple. And that'll be exciting, but I've still taken Philly. I, I don't know what I, I, there's something about hurts. I, I feel like there's something there. I could be completely wrong. This could be a two, a situation where, I, I could look completely stupid tomorrow. So you, you want to look silly with uh, the Patriots? I'm, I'm going to look silly with Philly. And who, who do you have at top of the NFC East year? I'm, I'm going to stick with the Cowboys. I don't, I don't feel great about it, but they're going to, they're going to make Zeke a thing. And then if something happens to him and then even as a backup Pollard's Pollard's right there, uh, I, I, just at some point, I think Dak's going to just be able to break out just enough. You know, he's had to have the injuries and I just, I don't have a lot of confidence in the uh, in the, in the rest of the division, so it's like you, you got to pick somebody out of the pile, and you know you're going with the Eagles. I'm I'm going with the Cowboys. I I don't think it'll be like a landslide like Buffalo will will be in the the AFC East. I I think this is gonna be tight. It could easily be come down to the last game of the year where they both may get in, or one of them's only getting in, and it's gonna come down who wins at the end. It, it's gonna be close. Uh, with with that being said, I have Dallas at two. I, I do think they just have a lot more talent than the other teams here, and it's it's hard to have an expectation on two teams that don't really have quarterbacks and have constantly kept changing. If you, I mean, if you're Washington, just changing quarterback after quarterback every year, where you find the rundown guy from the team that almost made the playoffs last year, and you're like, hey, you almost you almost figured it out for a bad team last year. You want to come try and figure it out for a bad team this year? It's 
I mean, how many years are they going to try this? With, with what is it, Carson Wentz, I think, is the quarterback over there. Yeah. It was Fitz last year, and then it was Heineke, who who's just there purely after injury. It, it's just it's kind of sad because I do think they kind of missed the window here where Washington, if they could have just put a healthy quarterback out there, I truly believe, and it, it, this is really just recovering from my, my theories of last year of saying they were going to win the division, but it was all over so soon, man. Well, I don't. I think Fitz got hurt in preseason, right? Like it was just doomed so early. All that being said, I'm going with the Commanders at four, and I'll take the Giants at three. This division is a mess. Nobody in this division should be threatening to anyone else. Nobody should be attaching Super Bowl contender to any of these teams. But we're gonna do it throughout the year, and I'm gonna mock them. And if they end up winning, one of these teams ends up winning, you can mock me all you want. But you know what? I'll take my chances on that because <laughs> it's not gonna happen. No way. All right. What do you got for your list here? Uh. It's the same as yours, except, uh, you know, at the top of switch. So I got Cowboys, Eagles, uh, Commanders, and, and Giants. I just don't see the, uh, the the Giants figuring it out. Uh, seems like Daniel Jones might not be the uh, might not be the real deal. Wait, wait. You have you not seen enough of it though? I mean, what what if you saw more of Daniel Jones? Do you think then you might be able to assess the situation better? Well, it seems like we're gonna get to some more time to watch him. So, may, yeah, may, maybe a little bit more. Uh, they do have uh, Terod Taylor backing him up. I don't know if he's still got anything uh, you know left in the tank there, but uh, you know I've seen him step in as a uh, as a backup. And so I think if uh, Daniel Jones uh, struggles, it won't take long before the the crowd is uh, saying, "Hey, why don't we give uh, the backup a try?" I know he's not a young guy, but I think we're done with this experiment. Even as a Patriots fan, nothing would make me happier than Tyrod Taylor winning this entire division. I would, I would <laughs> love that. Even as a Patriot fan, I would love to see the Giants win this division with Tyrod Taylor. It would be awesome. At, at uh, at eight and nine, it it wouldn't. It doesn't even matter. It could be at six and whatever. It's just you know six and ten. Just make it, make him, make him the champion of this. It'd be great. He's had a really rough road. He's had a lot of good opportunities. He got really screwed in some of the past. So I don't think he's getting presented with the greatest opportunity or the most threatening team here. But anything can happen in this NFC East. So if he could just get hot for a little bit, like he has in the past, you know who knows? Puts a couple wins together. I I'll tell you what I think they got the best running back in the division. I I still I'm still gonna do that if he's healthy. Oh man, football is here now. Who did you draft today, Zach? I'm gonna slowly just pry away all the information I can, and I'm just gonna start really vague like that. Did you draft anyone in either of these divisions? Oh uh, yes, yes I did. I uh, I did draft uh, AJ Brown. He's on the he's on the Eagles. Just looking through real quick. Uh, I did draft uh, Saquon Barkley, so he's on the you know on the, on the Giants. Those uh, yeah, that's pretty pretty much it. I uh, I th- I can't remember uh, how how long ago it was, but this is definitely something that you do in fantasy that I've I think I've just slowly adopted it is the just doubling down on on, on your guys. It's like if you like a guy, you, you don't just draft him in one, one league. If you can get them, you get them in as many leagues as you can. And if something terrible happens, something terrible might happen. So I had the, uh, it's, it's a keeper league. It's you, you keep based off the, the round you drafted them in last year. So uh, there, you know, it's, it's a little, little goofy, but I had the second pick and I went with Christian McCaffrey, who is my keeper in the, uh, in, in the other league as like, I could have easily gone with uh, Austin Eckler. I kind of see him as like pretty even, but it was just like, he, he's burned me. The past two years getting hurt, but when he plays, he is a bunch of fun and just saying, you know what? No, this is, I like this. I am not some sort of a hedge fund manager that's trying to diversify and, you know, make sure I got a little bit of everything. It's like, no, no, this is fantasy football. We are going all in and we're winning championships in every league or Chris McCaffrey's going to pull a hammy in week four. And <laughs> we are going to, you know, hold, turn this over to basketball season in a hurry. There's nothing like gambling on something you have really, really bad odds in winning and then saying, you know what, let's just parlay those. We're going to just add more bets to the same <laughs> bet here. We're just gonna, let's just buy. Let's just get the same player in as many bets as possible and go all in because we already have a really, really slim chance of one of them working. But we're going to we want really slim chances in all of them working. So this is this is a great way to go. It's the way I love to draft. I, it's also just an easy way to keep track. The reason I do it the most is it's so much easier to watch on Sunday when it's like. Am I going against this guy or is he on my team? It's just, no, I drafted this guy in seven leagues. He's on all seven teams. I'm rooting for him every Sunday. All right. This is an easy concept to go with here. I I did it again this year. I I got the same keeper. 
I, and I was very close. Uh, it was coming down to a couple of guys and either wide receiver and, uh, Michael Pittman was the next one. Uh, you know, that, uh, I was like, all right, I'll, I'll pick him. And he got picked the, the spot before me. And specifically because I knew you had him in both and was just like, Hey, I'll, if I have a little bit of Michael Pittman stock, you know, we got something to you know, be collaborative of on, uh, on Sundays, but you know, it didn't, but what well, wasn't meant to be. All right. So you mentioned you took Saquon and AJ Brown. Now I'm going to argue that I think those are the best players in their division at those positions there. Is there any other wide receiver running back you would rather have within the NFC East? Hmm. Would you rather it's have tough, Gallup or CD lamb or are you cool with AJ? I would, and you could put I, draft uh, position into the, the value of this as well. I would have, uh, CD lamb would have been, would have been above those guys, but, uh, I think he might have been he might have been kept this is a this is only an eight-man league so uh it definitely is, is a little more unique and it's, it's really a a confidence boost because you're going through and you're just like this team is amazing this is this is really good but you're comparing it in your head to the more traditional 10 or maybe maybe a 12-man league or eight it's like man I, I know i know the names at every position where you know sometimes you're getting down the line and just uh oh let's let's try this guy out i don't really know him but this is like all name recognition so you just you feel great but it's definitely just a a false some false confidence there i i'm actually gonna say that you did you did get the best guys in the division i think i'd rather have brown than uh than lamb and i'm really a big gallup guy personally i think gallup is one of the most underrated players of the the past couple years i've had him in fantasy a whole lot and he, when he's healthy, man, he really delivers. I was a little disappointed that they gave Amari Cooper all that money at the time, and they brought him in because I, I thought Gallup was. Be- I still think Gallup was better than Cooper. The problem is, is that Ceedee Lamb's better than both of them. So like, I kind of, <laughs> it kind of got burned by some good drafting for the Cowboys there. And I, I, I just, I have high expectations for Gallup. I could easily see him being the, the top guy, uh, as well as Ceedee just being really, really good as well. I, uh, it, it might be a little. Uh... <sighs> It's not 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 childish, but I definitely can kind of get drawn into guys with just cool names, and so sometimes it works, and sometimes it doesn't. And one of them, the time a couple a couple times it has worked last year, it was CD Lamb. I thought CD was cool in Debo, and I thought that was cool, and so I picked those guys, and that has worked out. But that I would say is not something you should just go for because I don't think that normally works. Uh, I'm trying to think. There are definitely uh, some Z names that I've picked that have not panned out at all. So. You win some, you lose some. Sounds like a winner. All right, so we're going to do a NFL Pick'em this year where every week we're going to make our picks of the for the week, right? Yeah, so uh, I, I wanted to check. So we'll do it on uh, ESPN. You know, keep, keep it easy. But we have three options. So I want to get your, 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 your thought on what you want to do. We can do a uh, you pick against the spread. You can pick uh, standard. Or you can do a uh, confidence. So you rank each week your your level of confidence. And so, you know, whatever your higher confidence on, you get more and more points for that. Oh, man, I was not prepared for that. I just assumed we were picking winners and losers. And the, I'm, I'm fine with, with any of any of the three. I You know, if, we were, if there was more, I, I think the easiest way to do this is just to do winners and losers. If there was more okay. money on the line... Or if we were like, a, if if we each had like a, a fake allotted, you know, gambling allowance, then I could see the spreads like a mattering a little bit more. Where it's like, all right, we both started with you know a million dollars, and you ended up with how much, and I ended up with so much, and I don't know. We we could play around with something like that, but that seems just far more complicated to keep track of, as yeah. well as you know, you hit big on ones. Like, are you even the better, or you just hit the the, the slot machine one time? You know, so yeah, I, I the winning and losing is 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 just as crazy too, though. Where it's like that team shouldn't have even won or that team tied and I, that, I, that's yeah, a whole we can, other... yeah let's yeah let's keep it keep keep it simple we'll do standard uh do you want to do the loser buys the winner dinner keep that simple too is that a weekly thing no no just at the end of the year uh yeah yeah so are we doing are we totaling like so all right i get 10 right in the first week you get 11 did you win week one or do you have 11 wins and i have 10 uh, it'll be total, total over the year. Okay, so then going into the next week, you'll have 11, I'll have 10, and then whatever you add on to there, you add then end of the year, more wins, yep. more wins, winner. 
And do you uh, do you just want it to be us, or do you want to open it up to uh, to the listeners? Look, I'll, I'll open it up to everybody, but I, I'm not reminding anyone to to fill this out. And I will tell you, if you forget one week, it is not it is you're just not going to come back. That's the thing. There isn't a recovery from this. If, if you don't if you don't make your picks, you're not going to be able to compete in this. All right, I'm cool with that as well. Uh, you know, March Madness is a, is, a, is our main one. This is just kind of something where we're branching out, seeing you know, see how this works. I'm thinking we there should be like a minimum amount of people we have to get in before we give out a prize. And I was thinking maybe the prize is you know just like podcast podcast T-shirt. What do you think like the minimum amount of people should be for that? Because like if you know, love it because uh, you know Nate will probably jump in, but if it's just like the three of us, like I don't think that's enough. No, I don't. I don't feel like paying for Nate's clothing. It's 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 fine. All right, what, what is this back to school time? I mean, come on, we already got him on the podcast. You know, it's it is back to school time. Is he even in school anymore? All right, does he? <laughs> it's fine. Um, uh, twelve. Twelve people. Okay. And that's including us, so ten. So ten. Okay. <laughs> it's just I just thought about like, do you even know twelve people off the top? It's like no, but I might be able to do ten. All right, all right. So if we get. If we, if if you so if you want to be in this and you'd like to actually win something, you're gonna to have to talk to some other people to get them uh, get them involved because I could see some people maybe not not spreading the word because like well I don't want more competition but and uh, I'll, I'll you tell you what it some, be, some confidence it'll be uh it'll, I I got uh, I got new zip ups uh, it'll be in, it'll be exclusive it'll be a first uh, podcast zip up hoodie Ooh, okay because at the end of the year it's gonna be it's gonna be cold so you're definitely gonna you maybe don't want a t shirt you're gonna want something a little a little, little heftier. I I just got the first uh, restaurant one, uh, the, the cozy corner zip up. It's 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 nice. It's uh, it it runs uh, it runs really large though. So I, I will say you're gonna want to go a size down. And the unfortunate part is they don't do an extra small. They only do a small. And so I I'm in I'm in pretty good shape right now. All right, I'm, I'm not like arguing that the small is something I'm bragging about, but it fit me a lot better than the medium. So. <laughs> Uh, just just as a heads up, but uh, somebody like my sister or, or even my mom who was a little bit smaller than me, they don't they, they couldn't pull off the, the the small. It was too big. So uh, that's just just okay. something to keep in mind. But so maybe maybe we'll find a, a t-shirt or we could do the standard hoodie or something like that. But I I will have a podcast exclusive t-shirt. It'll probably have a logo on the front and a bigger logo on the back. Uh, probably like a okay. breast pocket logo and then maybe something in the back. I don't know. Maybe I'll do something with the breast pocket. We'll, we'll design something. And put something else on there. I don't know. Maybe. You really want your name on there? You know, maybe we'll do that. All right, I, I won't. I won't all make right, any okay. promises, but uh, you got to do all the picks. Let's see. You got to do Let's all the picks. Let's see if we can get ten people in first and, before we start. Get yeah. And you know what else? I'm. Oh, you're only getting it if you win too. You you got to beat us, right? If you don't beat us, it's, it's just tough. Yeah, I like it. All right, third like place. It. Third place. You finish behind us. It doesn't matter. So you beat everyone else. Doesn't matter. Okay, I like it. I'll get this. Uh, I'll get this set up, and we'll get the get the link out to everybody, and. Then you'll be able to listen. And I mean, we're really going to be at a, uh, at, at a disadvantage because we are going to advertise our picks. You know what we say on the podcast, you know, we'll, we'll put that in and that'll, that'll be what it is. So you'll, you're definitely going to have an advantage to be able to play, uh, play off each other. I'm going to imagine a lot of our uh, picks will be similar since you're just going to pick it against the wind. So, you know, unless you're really, really swinging for the fences, if someone's a 14 point, you know, favorite, but you know, we'll see. So do we want to keep it just picks can pick them or we want to do uh, survivor as well? Well, I there's only so much we could really broadcast on the podcast here. I wanted to do winners and losers so that it's a quick thing. You know, I, we don't need to spend a uh, whole lot of time on every single one. And then it's not that I'm opposed to doing the survivor thing. I just may be more opposed to just talking about it on the podcast as well. We could do that kind of more behind the scenes and mention it here and there if you want. But I, I I'd rather do the no, pickums we can, every week. We can, like, we can just keep it to the pickem. All right. So any any more rumors you want to spread here? Any more gambling addicts you want to you know hook in here? the one very cool thing, you know, I've been opening up the pot a whole bunch with uh, how close we are to football this past weekend was the last weekend without football until way into 2023. So this weekend coming up, it's uh, just college, but there are legit power five college football matchups starting right at noon Eastern. So if you are looking to maybe not leave the house so much or looking to get some of that gambling in boom, Saturday noon, you are ready to go. All right, well, while we're on the topic of gambling, I heard a pretty ridiculous Las Vegas story this week. Or was it just yesterday? I, I This is – what is there to gain out of all this? This is Dana White's story about him brokering a deal, which Dana White, if you're unfamiliar, UFC uh, CEO. 
president, president. sure all right guy guy in charge of ufc not not nfl not let's just correct you not nfl not the not the patriots not the tampa bay buccaneers and definitely not the las vegas raiders were they, I don't, were they even las vegas at the time i think they were just making the move anyway guy ufc dana white says he's brokered a deal to trade Tom Brady and Gronkowski to the Raiders and that this was a done deal and that their coach Tom Gruden at the time did not John Gruden at the time did not want it and we don't need to talk about a whole lot of Gruden stories we saw how that all ended out but uh, I don't believe any of it I don't believe it for a second don't even kind of believe it I'm shocked that this is even a story this is definitely an August story that they were just begging someone to do I don't know why Dana White wants this sort of attention it doesn't get the UFC any attention it's just the NFL growing the NFL so what what is what is he gaining all this what is the point of it oh I think it's definitely true no way why why, why would he why would he lie about this this makes no sense this was on uh you know it was, it was for a UFC night fight night uh there was a the, the Gronks were one of the hosts kind of doing that Amazon hey here's the alternate and it's just the Gronks and so hey and he, he, he was you know trying to promote that so he was on there it does seem odd that he's saying, you know, that he like worked to put the deal together. Cause like, it's like, well, you're, you're UFC. You're not football. Like that. I don't think that's how, how it works, but I mean, maybe he's saying, you know, I worked to put the deal together. And by that, he means you got a hold of Tom and said, you know, Hey, like, where do you think about going? You're a free agent. You know, what, what do you got in mind? And you know, when it started, rumors really started swirling. Like, yeah, he's not coming back to the Patriots. And so more of a, you know, he's saying I worked to put that deal together is just, you got a hold of Tom. You got a hold of somebody uh, with the with the Raiders and said, "Hey, maybe we can make something happen here." So, not necessarily like saying he's the agent. He's helping sign a contract and doing everything. He's just like, no, no, I kind of put things in motion. But I, I don't know why he would go on national TV and, and lie. It's it has nothing. To, I don't think this improves his business really at all. I mean, I guess we're talking about it, but that doesn't seem like very like moves the needle very much. I, I don't believe it. This is this guy was just at a dinner party with with one of the owners and overheard this. That that's really how it should have been presented. Is that he was like I I was I was there when they were negotiating or just something like that. Not like because I remember I just read on the on the like the bottom line on ESPN just the other day. It was like brokered. It's just, that was like specific words they were using. It's like that's so so what you got a commission off this man? Because that's that's what that means. It's no, I don't I don't believe it for a second. I doubt it was ever actually a chance of happening. I do wonder now, seeing the way that things have worked out in in Las Vegas, what would have happened, especially seeing the success that Brady had. Who who knows? It would have been terrifying to have him in the AFC, though, and that's why I don't envision him ever actually going there. Talk about a rough rough stretch for uh, for for John Gruden getting getting fired, and then this comes out, and he is pretty much in the like you. He, he he's not getting an interview even with this and so even if this isn't true like you think like he can't even come out and be like yeah this is come on this is total bs of course if i was offered brady and you know, had a chance that gronk wasn't gonna come that i would for sure like why would i be shutting that down now <laughs> but this all right this is also another thing that i th i think this happens to coaches too and they, they they say these sort of things and they get them in these sort of stories where they're saying I would rather. I don't want any other quarterback other than the guy I got. I can win with Derek Carr. I I could see him saying that, and by saying that, he's saying I don't want Tom Brady. And, and I know that sounds ridiculous when you put it that way, but the reality is he's saying I got a guy. I got confidence in this guy. I'm not looking to make any moves. That that's really what this story should have been. And that was a huge mistake, because you know who's a who's a Super Bowl champion after this conversation happened, and who's not. One of them is Tom Brady, and the other one is Carr. Oh man, could you just imagine, dude? He would have saved Gruden's career. Could you imagine all of this happening if Brady Ooh. was there? I don't know if he saves Gruden's career because it seemed like uh, that stuff went went pretty okay, no, far no, no, back, no, 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 no. and maybe this derails everything. But prior to the derailing, let's say they win the Super Bowl year one, he goes there. Tampa Bay story happens over there. That happens following yeah. year, trying to run it back. Let's say Brady doesn't do the retire unretire thing because he's actually happy with Gruden as his coach, and then the Gruden drama comes out. Mid mid Brady repeat year possible retirement year it would have been a the NFL would have hated that all of this good Brady vibe would have just been so destroyed and smeared and just all the garbage of Gruden would have just been all on top of it it just this is the NFL's lucky this didn't happen actually this is this is this is awesome. <laughs>
it's way better it played out the way it did. I'm, I'm, it's unfortunate with Gruden in the situation there, but I, I still think that they have a chance to be competitive this year in Las Vegas, and it, I don't know if it was an obvious mistake. I think it's a pretty obvious mistake to say no to Tom Brady. All right, if, if Brady and Gronk stayed with the Patriots that year, let's say we essentially had, which we did have a chance to keep them, sign them, and pay them or whatever. Let's say we do it. Are we suddenly a Super Bowl contender that year? Because we weren't very good yes. that year either. No. Why? Yes. Because we, we have Tom Brady. He won a Super Bowl. He's still really good. We wouldn't have had uh, old Cam Newton. Are you, are you starting to worry a little bit? Because you, you, you brought this up the previous weeks about him not showing up or not really participating and just not being on the facility at, even at this point. And I was like, it's Tom Brady. Are you are you saying you don't think he's going to be prepared for game one? I kind of thought he was going to show up by now. He's still yeah, he not. Yeah, he showed up today. He, all right, he did. Okay, so I, I'm yeah, happy to be did. able to report that because if we weren't able to report that today, I was, I, you know, all right. <laughs> I get the guy is going to be ready. I have no doubt in that. But now, now we're playing real games, right? This isn't skipping OTAs anymore. This is this is the real stuff. <laughs> the season's starting very, very soon. So I'm I'm, yeah. ha- I'm happy he it's, showed up. It's 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 definitely uh, interesting. The funniest thing is that there is uh, just crazy speculation going on because he he's he's away. The coach isn't saying what's going on. Just you know, very you know, line in the sand. It's personal reasons. No no more questions. So there's uh, some rumors that he's uh, filming the uh, the masked singer, and that's what's going on right now. That's the most wild one that I've heard. <laughs> Brady doing the masked singer? Dude, I was actually I was thinking about this uh, after we had discussed it last week, and I just kind of brought it up because it's just an easy you know topic to to kind of bring up. Just like, hey, well, what do you think? What are they doing? If it was anybody else, it'd be totally different. But uh. Then it was talking like, no, no, looks like he's going to come back. And then I kind of read a little more, and it's just like personal reasons. And then I saw, I think it was yesterday, or maybe it was even this morning when it mentioned that he, uh, it was mostly to spend more time with his family. And so initially it's like, oh, oh, with his kids. But then it's like, remembered, like his parents have had, you know, health problems in the past with, you know, going, going to the Super Bowls. And usually he didn't find out about it until after the Super Bowl. And so just because, like, well, you know what? Maybe I don't joke about this so much. You know, I, I don't really know what's going on there. And, you know, we're always having, having a good time here. You're going to feel like a real jerk if, you know, after week one, you know, he's doing an interview. It's like, hey, you know, what were you doing during that? It's like, hey, yeah, this, like, very serious medical situation was going on. And it had nothing to do with, like, oh, no, I'm just looking to not practice for two weeks. Like, I was actually taking care of, like, some very serious things. And so just like, ah, really hope that's not what happens. Yeah, I was trying not to get divorced. I, that's also, I think, a perfectly excusable thing. He, <laughs> I said I was going to retire, and then I said, you know what? All right, you got rid of that, coach. I guess I'm coming back, and then I had to go tell my wife, and she was like, wait, what? Okay, cool, I guess. This is like, we, we already made plans <laughs> to go to the Bahamas. I, yeah, I, uh, I, 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 I got my swimsuit packed, you know? It's, it, it fit in this little envelope. It's, uh, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know any of the speculation between it all. I'm hearing way too many stories, and it's just none of you know Tom Brady, and there's no reason you'll ever understand or know anything about him, right? There's a privacy within all of this that you're only going to know what he wants you to know, and you're never going to find out anything else. So I'm I'm still under that expectation that until they say something or anything else comes out, I'm not going to speculate anything. Because none of the, like, does any of this even sound like Tom Brady? Does any of this sound like the greatest quarterback that's ever played NFL before? Like, does this. Does this sound like this kind of guy? There's definitely a reason for it. It's probably something justified, like you said. I'm not going to say it's anything more than that. And there's just no reason to. All right, we got about 15, 17 minutes here. Uh, how about we do a quick little Big Ten and then uh, maybe wrap it up with a little Better Call Saul talk? Okay. Uh, Big Ten making Big Ten Conference doing big announcements today. Uh, huge deal. Multi-deal, multi-channels, multi-networks. Who Who's in yeah. and who's out? So the big one that's out is ESPN. Big Ten's been with the ESPN for a while. This is the, the the whole conference. So mainly football. There's definitely some basketball implications as well, but clearly the the main focus is is football. It says it's a seven billion dollar deal uh, going from ESPN to uh, Fox, CBS, and NBC. And it kind of sounds like they're almost doing what the uh, what the NFL does where it, 
they each kind of get a different different time slot. So on Saturdays, it'll start off uh, noon on Fox, three thirty on CBS, and then a primetime uh, game at you know at night on on NBC. A lot of money getting thrown around. It's record record setting. Uh, you got to remember the Big Ten is getting uh, USC and UCLA when this starts uh, in the in the in the next couple of years. Uh, it, it's 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 so it's so much money, and the you know we're we're much more on the the NBA side of this, but like that uh, deal is coming up soon, and man. It is it is also going to be so much money. It's just all the all these sports. It's like you know we're gonna we're gonna talk uh, you know Saul soon. Like what are you watching on TV that's live that's not sports right now? Uh, me personally, nothing. But yeah, I, I, and I got to imagine you know we're 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 getting a little little, little bit older, but I got to imagine the generation below us isn't watching more live television. No, I don't. I don't think. I, I I don't think the attention span is is capable of it. I, I don't. I think it's. Is it more than twelve seconds long? Can I, you know, I I don't know. I don't know how the I don't know how the new generation. I don't think it has to do with. I don't think it has to do with attention span. I think it has to just do with with convenience. I mean, the attention span. It's it's the same whether you're watching it at, you know, no, but Sunday. Actually, 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 that's that's a real big one. That that was that was a little bit of a of a blind spot for me. Is the the new Game of Thrones uh, show was last night. At nine o'clock, Sunday nine o'clock, still pretty much like the prime time slot, and I I didn't watch it. I haven't really talked to too many people, but but I know that it was not just TV places that were pushing it to me. It seemed like every content creator was just like, "Oh, hey, you're watching this night? Well, if you do, like, we got a podcast about it like immediately afterwards, and everyone's really jumping on on board with that. So maybe that's one of the the areas that is still doing uh, live TV." But uh, there's not a ton. There's not a ton doing it. Even my, I, I, I haven't watched anything live, and I can watch live. I like on the HBO app. You can watch the live HBO channel on there. I don't know if you you knew that. It crashed it last night. I, I imagine it did. So yeah, many I'm people not, signed I, in. I'm not. I'm not shocked by that. I, you have the option. I think of the east, east and west coast of it. So depending on the time, I think you can get away with some of the airing. Um, on the, on the scheduling of that, but either either way, I never do that. Even having the option to do that, I just wait till the next day and watch it then, or I'll watch it later after your it airs. Convenience. Yeah, there, there's there's no urgency. I, I I can't imagine living a life where it was like I have to sit down and watch the single airing of this one show at seven o'clock. If something goes wrong, I'll never know what happens before the next airing because this is it. I I can't imagine watching any show like that. It's it's there's a, such a luxury now of having the streaming service of one being able to binge more than one show one after another so you can kind of remember what happened the past week and and then not having the the, the strict time frame of you get you have to go watch it now this is it it's it's such an easier way to digest the content now all that being said I haven't seen a single episode of Game of Thrones I watch a lot of TV actually I know we both do as well as a lot of sports. It's not my favorite era. It, my, you know, my time era. I don't, I don't like that. Uh, what is it? Renaissance and magic kind of thing. I, I don't really know what time frame this is. This is happening in, but it's, it's not my favorite. I did like the the Matt Damon Ben Ben Affleck one uh, recently. That that didn't have any dragons in it though. That's probably why I liked it. But uh, <laughs> there's yeah. Will is a notorious, uh, very anti dragon. Don't know where it came from. So. You say you're not a huge fan of the the era. Is it Game of Thrones specifically, or uh, in um, actually less than a month, and it's only like a, like a few weeks, uh, the Lord of the Rings one will be coming out. It, will you check that one out, or is that also just like dragons? Absolutely not. I, I look. I thought we wanted people to like the podcast. You got you really gonna make me just turn everyone off at the end here when I tell them I don't. Like I'm, Lord. I'm curious. Right, Lord Lord of the Rings is the most infuriating movie ever. Where it's like, hey, we're gonna waste four hours of your life to tell you exactly what was gonna happen in the first movie just actually happens and nothing it all goes exactly the way they said it was going to happen they just waste seven hours of your life through three movies and 10 years of making it's so much longer than that and it still took like seven years for it to come out and there's 10 more movies coming out because i don't know if they didn't do it right or, or what happened but <laughs> just all right we got this thing we need to destroy this thing okay all right i got this thing we're gonna go destroy it all right, well, we're halfway there. Let's just end the movie now. Okay, we'll wait three more years for the next one to come out. Hey, we got this ring. We need to destroy it. 
all right, well, we just three more hours of another movie, and then we'll two more years waiting, and then we'll finally destroy it. And it's like I don't even remember if they actually do it or not. It just it seemed like it was an inevitable thing. Like like is it just uh, <laughs> are they actually trying to destroy this ring, or are they just trying to find a way to milk on seven more hours of my life? Like it's just I, I could live without all of it. It's just not my 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 thing. And, and perhaps if I'd read the books, I, I might have appreciated it a little bit more and just known the ending. Because the the problem was I tried to cheat it by just watching the movies. And I just took forever. It would have been faster to read the damn books. No, it wouldn't have, man. Those books are not really written for excitement. They're they're, they're written more like a like a like a history book. They they're tough to get through. The movies are much more exciting. Trust me. Look, they weren't bad movies. It's just more of all right. What was the purpose of every movie? And then we don't actually finish that purpose until the third movie, and it feels like we just waste a whole lot of time getting there. And and I know I'm. I'm over exaggerating a lot of it, but the reality, take a step back. That's really what happens. All right. Come on. Let's there aren't any <laughs> twists or like turns. There aren't any twists sounds... or turns. You're lying to me if there are, all right? There's a crazy wizard fight and it scared the hell out of me the first time I saw it. But <laughs> but other than that, no other twists and turns, and that's not even a great turn either. That that's that's just a really good drama yeah, scene. Think, it was like it's like you, hey you, you might be simplifying it too much because this almost seems like when you were I can't remember what movie it was specifically, but you were against the the it basically boiled down to like you're, you're against the hero's journey. It's like, well, it's pretty much almost all movies, you know, action movies. And then this is like, well, it told you it was going to happen at the beginning. And they boiled down a lot of movies to, to, to that. But I think you, you, you admitted you're, you're oversimplifying it a little bit. But I was curious if it was a Game of Thrones thing versus, you know, Lord of the Rings came out when you were, you know, were younger. If there was something that's like, I'll give that a chance. But no, no, I, I was, I always forget if there are dragons in it. Will will not watch it. Look, I'll tell you what. If you find somebody who's willing to watch this with me, I will share the enthusiasm that they have. But because I don't have that person in my life, I have no interest in watching it. All right, that's just that's just the way it is. That probably says a lot more about my life than anyone else's. But you know what? That that's all right. You know, I'm watching a lot of good stuff. I like the stuff I watch. I'm very satisfied with it. They are uh, normal flying creatures in most of them, not like fake fictional ones that have massive size power and breathe fire <laughs> fake fake fictional but you know uh it's the same thing who uh who makes the rules on on any of this this is a this is a ridiculous kind of world to live in all right you gotta the, live the creators yeah all right you want to live in a magician world that's fine all right go 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 <laughs> go, go float on a balloon with david blaine and you know live underwater or whatever other crazy stuff you want to in invent in dragon world over here <laughs> Just, just, you know, really, really milk the money out over here. We haven't, we haven't had enough dragon trends recently. Like they couldn't have done this. They could, could, this creator could have created anything else. The fact that they stayed within the same genre was just insulting. Right? It's like do anything else. You are gonna make so much money. This is your cash grab right now. This show doesn't even need to be good. Look at the amount of people that tuned in. This show could be awful, and it doesn't matter. It's gonna print its own money. I would have created something so different, and it would have been so the, much the better. The original did end terribly, and a lot of people said, absolutely not. I'm never doing this again. But it sure seemed like last night there was a long enough uh, downtime in between that people said, you know what? I do want to hear more about this story. I'm in. You know what? These are the people that actually enjoy life, that just truly respect that it is just a journey, that there isn't just an end. It, it, you know, it, it isn't about, like... Like life is is like is like a song, right? You got to listen to the whole thing. It isn't just the start and the finish. It isn't one big beat at the beginning and a closing note at the end. It, it's the whole thing. It's 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 all of that, all right? So, if the, the one beat at the end really sucks, but you enjoy the song the whole way. So, I I, I guess that's what they're all signing up for. I I'm not gonna sign up for that though. That's that's not me. But you know, if you want to entice me, and you think you convince me, you know why I should? I I I like dramas. I'm not opposed to dramas. I I don't quite like you know animal cruelty and incest and and just you know killing off regular characters that you're supposed to care about very soon and then just getting rid of them like that that's that's kind of a tough show to follow along with so if if that's what you're into you know th there's more of it coming they're not going to stop they're not going to change the formula mm -hmm. either you think that person no. you just fell in love with last night they're dead tomorrow i care they might not even make it till next week all right they're they're gone they're gone all right i'm calling that right now. i haven't even seen this show i haven't heard anything but i'm telling you Somebody that you cared about in week one will be dead before the week three airing. And I guarantee that. Guarantee that. This show is all about that. The, whatever whatever big time guy they couldn't even like, afford to pay, the, the prime time cast guy that's just there for two episodes, that's why he's there for two episodes. They couldn't afford anything else. That's that's all I signed up for. So that's my thoughts on, on, on dragons. And uh, you know, I'm going to try and find a way to get out of here. I feel like I just pissed off every listener that's dedicated their last like seven years to watching that show. But. Uh, I didn't, so... <laughs>
Oh, man. They don't, can we make anything original anymore? We just recreate everything. More dragons. No. We've this, We've already had this. We, we had this argument earlier in the summer. That, that It's not about creating art. It's about creating money. And if you can create something that's already popular and you can just create more of it, cash in. Uh, cash you, money. You know, you know the worst part about this is I already started playing the music. And I'm actually, I'm going to turn it off. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to do it. Because I didn't even get to talk about Better Call Saul. You completely derailed the only thing I wanted to talk about this whole show with, with dragons. <laughs> And, and now it's tainted. Oh, what, what's like... what's going to happen when the NBA has their, their expansion and Seattle becomes the Seattle Dragons? Like, you're going to be a mess. Oh, man. Simmons was back this week. Did you you already, did you listen? Yes. Did you hear his Seattle Supersonics take and the Lakers, Minnesota, Minneapolis kind yes. of thing? Did... I sure did. I, I've heard him mention stuff like this before, but never quite like this where he – perfectly puts the example so there's a huge documentary that it's already out what is apple hulu who did the laker documentary i think it's apple is it apple i don't know yeah i'm I'm not sure it's the the magic one anyways there's a there's a magic documentary it's like 10 12 parts something like that and and bill simmons jokingly said i (laughs) how many uh how many parts of the documentary are are part of the Minneapolis Lakers because if you don't know this, they were originally the Minneapolis Lakers, which is why they're Lakers and not you know Hollywood, whatever. <laughs> uh, but they had they won championships over there, and they still count those championships towards the Los Angeles Lakers. Their banners hanging up there, and and it's just uh, an ironic part that Bill pointed out was was OKC going to celebrate the Seattle SuperSonics like thirtieth year of of winning whatever whatever and. And they were like, no, of course not. It's like, well, why the hell do the Lakers get to do that then? Like, what? And then there's such a very bit of rivalry here between the Celtics and Lakers because how many championships do the Lakers have? 17. And how many do the Celtics have? The Boston Celtics have 17. And that's it, right? No no other moving, <laughs> no other uh, detours here. We're not taking banners from some other city, right? Like that's – Nope, not, not Hartford, not Minnesota. Yeah, so how many championships do the Lakers actually have? 17. All right, you're sticking with the number. I gave you a chance to change it. That's fine. All right, can we talk better call Saul? We're, we're, we're running out of time here. It's yeah. it's over. I can't believe it's over. I think the show I think the show is going to age very very well. I think a lot of people were a little worn out by the Breaking Bad thing at the time because I think at the time, at least for me, Breaking Bad was the first binge i ever really did on a streaming service this was the one where is this what you do on netflix it's like oh yeah man there's a show on breaking bad you just watch one and you hit the next one and the next one and i was watching it at the point where i was farther behind and i was able to binge it too so there's a couple seasons out at this point i'm probably tuning in between the second to last to last season roughly so i don't have to wait a whole lot and that that was very nice as well but binging this show I feel like it was almost exhausting when I found out that the next show was going to be Better Call Saul. And our expectations for I know we talked about it on this show here was I thought it was going to be a comedy. Like I just thought it was like, oh, it's it's Saul. He's he's the goofy lawyer and it's going to be goofy lawyer stuff where he's, you know, doing all these shenanigans. And to some degree, it was satisfying that it did have a lot of that. But man, yeah, some, some of it was that a lot of this was some really, really deep drama of some filling in perfect gaps of a lot of the the, the details of, of Breaking Bad and I, I've probably mentioned this either to you or on the podcast before about talking about how Breaking Bad built this perfect formula but Better Call Saul perfected it. This this is just such a masterpiece for me. I, I'm very happy with the way it, it all went out and I could certainly compliment, compliment endlessly on, on this show between Bob Odenkirk and Vince Gilligan. I've been recently re-watching Breaking Bad so if you don't if you're unfamiliar with this this is a prequel so better call Saul essentially ends and then it runs kind of right into breaking bad and then at the end of better call Saul, you also find out a little bit of what happens after breaking bad to some alternate characters as well as uh, some some hook-ins of the, the the jesse pinkman movie that also came out prior to this uh i i just can't believe it's over i i'm very happy with the way everything was kind of neatly tied up and i i also don't think they closed the door entirely to the point where I'm not sure we're ever really going to... We may come back. I could see something coming back. I don't know what, what more I would want from this and if getting more is even going to add anything to it, but 
I, I just I, I'm really impressed by the show. I have, I have nothing but nice things to say about it. I, I just think it's a really good drama with some excellent decision making and it's just a really rewarding show if you were committed to the show prior, which so many of us were so committed to Breaking Bad that I, I just can't find I just can't find the words to tell you how rewarding it was to really just enjoy that 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 atmosphere and that that cinematic feel of Vince Gilligan in this world for a whole nother show one more time. Uh, yeah, go ahead and top that one, big guy here. Talk, tell me about dragon, please. <laughs> I don't know why I'm getting pulled in as the uh, as the dragon guy. I'm probably the one that told you about Better Call Saul. I'm definitely the one that you know was one of the people that mentioned Breaking Bad to you and said, "Hey, man, you should you check this out. Uh, it's it's a really good show." I one of the things that you had the advantage on is you would watch Breaking Bad more recently than than I had, where I missed a lot of the uh, of the of the Easter eggs where there were people and there were things that happened and i just knew it's like ah that's that's in reference to something and i'm not quite getting it so it'll be interesting in the future now in the future do you think you would watch saul first and then breaking bad or do you think you'd watch most of saul and then maybe there'd be like you know some sort of guide like they have for the the avengers movies where it's like okay watch episode nine of saul and then watch 10 and then you know go back and then after breaking bad then watch the final three episodes or whatever i, I think whew, it, it's it's hard to like un unsee it essentially and, and and look at it without knowing so much because i know everything at this point i still think i would rewatch it and recommend rewatch it in the order it was released so i would go breaking okay. bad and then i would go better call saul up to a certain season and then before probably the last season of uh, better call saul i think i i put in the movie with with the, the jesse pinkman's kind of post thing yeah and, and then i think i roll in with that information knowing because now you know everything you needed to know to close out the last season and the last season leads into that as well as tells you a little bit of more of what happens after all of it. Yep. So that's how I would do it. I guarantee somebody online is going to come up with the, you alternate these episodes and I'll leave you yeah. to that Reddit feed. It's out there. It's probably existing right now. And if you're into that, you know, like it's like the, the star Wars movie. I, I've asked a bunch of people. It's actually very, very much like that where, <laughs> It was released. There's certainly a, a release order that you could watch it in, and I think a lot of people will relate to that because that's how they saw it. And then I think there's very few people like me who just haven't seen them. And it's like, so what order should I start in? Like, should I start with the, the, the prequel because of all that? And they're like, well, th there's a, there's a couple different ways to go about it. Even go online, you find the crazy Reddit one that's like reordered everything. It, it, it's still <laughs> it's still up for dispute on what 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 order it could be in. So I, I won't say it's all set in stone, and I'm not gonna frown upon anybody who wants to start with better call Saul. But what I will say is if you really enjoyed breaking bad, I, I truly give you truly give a chance to, to better call Saul because it's, it's just, if anything, it's just a little bit more fun because I think Saul is a little bit more fun of a character than, than Walter white. I think there's a fascination of a, of a teacher really doing impossible things, but there, there's something endlessly fun about Saul, just constantly playing games, constantly trying to win and constantly just meddling with things that just, he won't leave alone and he won't give up on. And it, Kim Wexler, a classic character. I, I love the that we find a little bit more details about our favorite character, Mike. And, and he's around as well as Gus Gustavo Freen. We find out a lot more about that. A hell of a lot more with the Salamanca family. I think it's actually funny that you find out so many more details in Better Call Saul that your opinion of some of the Salamancas in Breaking Bad are almost weakened whereas like those weren't even like the badass salamancas those were just <laughs> some of the guys like, you, you, like if you yeah. think tuco is one of the bad guys go watch better call saul and you'll find out where tuco ranks in the salamanca thing and you will be shocked to find out that he is far from one of the most dangerous ones uh all right i'm gonna start playing the music again because I, I, th I think we got to get out of here it's a late night podcast it's uh, <laughs> 9 15 at this point and uh I, I think i think it's past my bedtime yeah <laughs> i gotta i gotta go I gotta go put the dragon to sleep over here. You know, it's a uh, very, very exhausting day here. Just... Well, it is it is helpful to know that you just you're just out on dragons. So if a, a show comes out and the, you know the dragons are involved, just don't suggest it to Will. Uh, nobody you know, likes dragons. Really high, what, what, nobody, high level I'm not the only one. Nobody likes dragons. You're gonna get yourself in trouble here, like you always do. You're watching. You're watching Game of Thrones because of dragons.
I think there there's a, a big portion of it, and it's going to be the most popular show of of the year. So, saying that lots of like no one, you could say you're not in the minority or the minority is not as small as you think, but to say that nobody likes dragons, I, I mean, there's clearly a show that they brought back and said. You know what? We're going to bring back extra dragons because people really like this. Look, I, I'm giving the show a chance that I think it's still a good show, but you're not watching because it's dragons. You're, you're watching because it's a good show. It's good drama. It's entertaining. Dragons aren't entertaining. Dragons are fictional bullshit, all right? They're, they're ridiculous. <laughs> I destroyed this entire podcast. <laughs> no more late night ones, man. All right, so next week, though. I don't know whose draft is going to be next Monday, but hopefully this doesn't happen like this again. I, I got to get back to the good afternoon mood. This is this is way too much of a late night feel. I, I feel like I'm doing the radio show at uh, at 10 p.m. again, and I get like the adult content. Little, you know, little, uh, little column A, little column B after dark. Yeah. Uh, I didn't really hear a whole lot of feedback from the Nate podcast. It's uh, is that is that concerning? I heard good things. People, people said you need to get a job. All right. Well, there's a lot of soccer, though. You know, it, it's tough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He could have, he could have picked any topic he wanted to. Maybe, maybe next time. Uh, all right. Well, I appreciate everyone. Remember, we're gonna do the pick 'em. So if you want to do that, you got a couple weeks to kind of get organized for that. But I'm telling you, don't sign up unless you're gonna do it every week. I'm, I'm warning you right now. As I, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna label you a dragon if you don't do it every week. All right. That, that's gonna be my punishment. <laughs> Like, oh, he missed a week. Oh, he's a dragon. He must watch Game of Thrones. Uh, Boom. Anyways. Yeah, take that. We'll be back next week, and uh, hopefully we'll have some people signed up, and we can talk about how to win a podcast zip-up hoodie. Yeah. Little column A, little column B. We'll be back. Column A, little column B.